Andrew Godomsky, and that is... This is Jason Roberts. And this is Recruiting.Technology, where we review the best in bots, tech, and so on related to recruiting. Uh, and so today, I think, Jason, what we were going to do is we were going to rattle through a couple of new texts that we saw and we've seen uh, during the recent uh, conference rush, if we want to call it that. Yeah, I was just at ERE last week. I, actually, this week, we're recording on Friday uh, after uh, closing out ERE. Um, and uh, it, was a, it was a great week. Saw, saw tons of great technologies and uh, ready to dive in with a, a few of those. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to start or do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is we've had some other big conferences that have happened. So I was kind of paying attention to what was going on in London at Unleash and then taking a look at their startup world and, uh, you know, and also, you know, prepping and looking at the sponsors for ERE and others. But there's, there's I don't want to say there's a lot of new tech, but there's a lot of improved tech and there's some new tech. So uh, why don't you kick it off with somebody and we'll go through them. Yep. Sounds good. So, um, let's see, I was, I was in aggregator world for some reason. I was, I was looking at a bunch of, uh, of search aggregators. So I looked at seek out and hire tool specifically. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time with, with Intello who was also there, but, um, seek out was pretty new to me. Um, they had been introduced to me by Shelly Steckroll of all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelly and I caught up, uh, last week and, and he was just really high on these guys. Thought they were awesome. And uh, the the thing he likes about them the most is they're really they're really quick. So the search response returns are really fast. Um, they have a really solid GitHub uh, sourcing capability where they sort of fill in the blanks on GitHub profiles. Mm. Um, and one of the cool things there was uh, when you pull up a profile from GitHub, if you're dealing with a hiring manager, for example it's almost like having a person's portfolio. Like if they're an artist, uh, you would, you would take their portfolio or graphic designer. In this case, as a, as a developer, you can actually pull code that they've posted and give that to the hiring manager and say, here's, here's some examples of code this, this person uses that somebody you want to hire, which that's pretty smart. I, I hadn't seen that. And again, it was a little difficult to search usually, usually. Um, and the profiles are not very robust most of the time. But what they do is they, they're able to sort of um, grab those, fill in the blanks, and make them far more robust and, uh, and do some in- interesting things with them. So uh, Seek Out is one to watch, I think. Um, and uh, Anup Gupta, who's their CEO, uh, ex-Microsoft guy, his uh, sort of co-founder is also ex-Microsoft, um, one, of the, one of the original um, engineers that built the Bing search. So he knows how to do search. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think this might be the real deal. Like the, the tech sort of uh, uh, lineage related to this tool is pretty solid and uh, it's brand new, but I, I have some high hopes for it. I think it's going to be really good. That's cool. That's cool. The one I, one of the ones that I was um, looking at um, and, you know, you know, we, we've talked a lot about bots and the back and forth around, you know, what framework should you use? And I was just having a conversation actually with a large um, uh, field organization. They've got like, you know, 45,000 people in the field and they're thinking about, you know, bot usage. And um, there's a, there's a new, there's a new company out there and they were at Unleash in London and it's called Robot Vera. And, 
this is a funky little company in that what they're doing is rather than doing bot technology back and forth to candidates, they're doing phone screening technology that's automated. So the, the candidate, rather than texting back and forth with, with an AI or whatever, what they're doing is they're using voice back and forth with an AI. And, and the idea is, is rather than having somebody uh, apply to a job and have to go through the screening and everything else, the, the robot goes to them and then asks them basic, basic questions. Stuff like, um, do you have a driver's license? Um, are you able to be a commercial driver? Um, you know, that type of stuff. Do you have work experience, you know, on this kind of equipment? And so it's trained to listen to the voice and then know whether or not that's correct or not. And, and then take them through a logical choice. And I thought that was interesting given the fact that not everybody's comfortable necessarily in texting. And with the latest data BS going on about, you know, dealing with, you know, what are people getting to? I guess the question then becomes, is, is the phone coming back? And so I thought that that was a really interesting tech. And I like the fact that it wasn't necessarily built in English. It's built in Russian. And they're yeah. starting in other languages, including English. And I think that that's also something that's keeping up with some of the other bots that are out there that are taking on multiple languages. I just found it to be fascinating that they're using voice. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Um, I'm sharing my screen. Can you see it? I can see it. Yeah. So on my screen, for because everyone else is listening to this, um, I have the Robot Vera site up, and it kind of walks through what the, what the process is and, and all that. At the very bottom of their screen is the creepiest looking CGI lady doing a video interview that you have ever seen. <laughs> like she's looking at me and I think she's staring into my soul. It's great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure that all, but they got, they got star Wars out there though. You know, they, do. So. They, they do. They have a, they have a picture of like a, a clone trooper tossing a stormtrooper, a little baby stormtrooper up in the air. Like it's yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely, I'm pretty sure that Lego didn't give them a license to do that. You sure? And then on their references, they've got one company. Like there's <laughs> one company that uses them, which is, is Pepsi. So, uh, so oh, there, no, there's the one. Um, but I, I think that it, it doesn't sound like an interesting concept. I, I think it's, um, I wonder how much there two guys in a garage versus a, a larger, more legit Customers. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, even if you ran into people at ERE and it may not be two guys in a garage, but it's six guys at a WeWork. I mean, that's, so. that's true. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. So, well, I think that really is the case with, uh, um, with some of these guys. Yeah. So the, actually, in fact, the one that I just mentioned, uh, I think Seagout is probably just about, uh, I think it's four people, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you, we were we were talking earlier about our friends at Hire Tool, and we can talk about them next. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, Nin's Nin's done a really nice job pulling together Hire Tool, and they just released 3.0. Um, but I don't think that you know, and and this isn't a slam against you know that organization. You know, I like those guys. You know, but I don't think that they're very large. I, I'd be shocked if they were more than ten. Yeah, I think that's probably that's probably right. Though I did 
Um, you know, they had a head of marketing at, at the conference. They had, had a head of sales at the conference and then was there. Um, I, I'm not sure if that was the total sort of stable of people available, but um, I, I think HireTool has sort of grown up here. I, I think that they've, they've gone from being a free tool that they were, that they offered to everybody started charging, I think only about a year ago. It was a very recent thing when they started charging. Um, and, uh, it's a pretty mature tool and I'll, I'll just go ahead and talk about them since we're on them. Yeah. Um, I, I got the sneak peek. I got the, you got the inside scoop on HireTool 3.0. Um, got to see what that looked like and it was extraordinary. I thought it was really well done. Um, completely, uh, updated the interface. Um, I think they sped up some things on the back end as well. Um, HireTool is always impressive, uh, because of their ability to find email addresses, and uh, I think it was telling me uh, over 90% of the time they, they find email addresses. Uh, right now on phone numbers, I think he's at uh, somewhere around 30%. And that's because he has some pretty strict rules on what phone numbers he lets in. If he loosens those rules, he can get uh, get up to 40% on phone numbers, which, you know, I'm not seeing a ton of people doing more than that. So um, impressive stuff. I, I, liked, uh, I liked what I saw out of HireTool. In fact, so much so that, that uh, I decided that, that we were going to try to buy something. So we'll make an investment, do a, do a small pilot with them, I think, here in, in a little bit uh, and have some of our sorcerers give it a shot and, uh, and see how they like it. In fact, I know some of our sorcerers are using the free version. There is still a free version that you can use. Right. Um, and I, I get frequent, frequent requests um, to, to buy them. So we're going to do a more formal measured uh, pilot of those guys um, I, I, could, I didn't feel good just going ahead, and going ahead and making a decision because Seekout looks so impressive at the same time. And then you've got sort of your, your more mature versions of the same, basically the same thing with Intello and, um, and Hiring Solved out there as well. So who do you buy? Well, and I think that, you know, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, what, what's happening is that those, the, and you just named four companies, right? You know, and you can start tagging in like, you know, like Lucia and all these others too. But, you know, let's, it's become more commoditized. And I guess the question is, is okay. You know, and now you look at companies like Visage and you look like, you know, you know, way, you know, way up global, same concept, except the yeah. only difference is, is you're not, you're not doing the work. You're not doing the searching. They're just serving up the research. Yeah. And it's flipping over to you like in 24 hours. And so, so now the question is, is if you have the email address, Right. And you got the name, you got, you know, sometimes you get the phone number and you're right. 40% is, is really, is, is a good number. I think that 25% seems to be kind of, I want to say the floor, but the bar that most leap over. Right. Yeah. And you know, the question now becomes, um, what do you do with this information? Because none of these firms have really made, you know, Visage has got, and, and, and Way Global both allow for action where they'll say, we'll email the people for you, right? And we'll say, are you interested, you know, ask them if you're interested in everything else. Um, but, you know, I, I wonder how, how commoditized this space is getting very quickly. I mean, I mean, to the point, I mean, is it, are, are these kinds of tools basically really giving LinkedIn recruiter you know, which is expensive. Yeah. Is, is that the play? Well, so here's the big difference. Um, the, my big complaint that I have right now about LinkedIn and bringing LinkedIn profiles into 
our CRM. So we have some, some people when we look at adoption of the CRM that are not using it as effectively, as effectively, or frankly, some of our recruiters, not even at all in, in some places. And, and, you know, obviously that's not acceptable. So um, when we go and we push them to find out why the challenge has to do with uh, contact information from LinkedIn, um, the fact that their interactions with those candidates need to happen inside of LinkedIn and LinkedIn doesn't uh, always give a, give a, a email address. In fact, right. it doesn't often give an email address. So um, they, what they do is because they can communicate with those can- candidates using in-mails, um, they keep them inside of LinkedIn. They, they keep them sort of out in that system where we don't have a lot of visibility into what they're doing. They're not in our central CRM, certainly not the way that anybody wants, a, wants us to behave um, or that we want anyone to behave uh, on their behalf. So um, we, uh, we're having to look at this and say, well, is LinkedIn a value? Do we, should we stop using this thing um, when 85% of their profiles are, are public domain now and uh, available to HireTool? HireTool can, and SeekOut both told me they get 85% of available profiles uh, from LinkedIn. That's shocking. If that's the case, what in the world do you need LinkedIn for if, if you can get a if phone you, number from the other guys? If you don't get the email and you don't get the phone number or people don't post them anyway and you're using cross-referencing tools to get them, then using these tools, you know, whether it's hire tool and tell seek out, whatever, you know, it's it just bridging that gap. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that if you have a sourcing organization, I, I think you need to think about whether or not you're going to use these kinds of tools, but it comes back to, you know, if you think about GDPR, OFCCP, any kind of regulatory the problem is none of those systems are going to help you be a system of record. Right. Correct. Yeah. They are, they are not going to, they're not going to indemnify themselves. They're going to put all the responsibility on you. So, yeah. you know, it, it's easy to be GDPR compliant when you say you own everything and we don't take any fault. <laughs> well, and you know, what's what's interesting is we're, we're dealing with, I, I, I can't believe I'm doing GDPR talk two shows in a row, but here we go. Um, <laughs> GDPR one more time. Um, one of the one of the discussions we're having is if you source anybody, if you find a candidate from any system, in order to store their data, you're supposed to, by the letter of the law, you're supposed to get permission from them That's to right. store their data, and uh, have and they have to know how to remove how their to data from your system, it. how to delete it, what you're going to do with it, all of that stuff, right? So, what does that do when you're a sourcer? If you're a sourcer and you're storing your candidates in in the system. Are you you can't you can't store that candidate's information unless you ask for it. But then, how do you ask for it? So, so here's here's where this becomes interesting. And so we'll we'll pull this back to uh, like working with like Intello or Seekout or whoever. Mm-hmm. Is do those in LinkedIn are those systems really just becoming engagement platforms where? Rather than I'm storing this data, instead, I'm just going to leverage this data. It's interesting. Hiring Solved had the approach of they were actually gathering profiles. So they were storing the information in their systems and updating information as it became updatable. And talking had a lot to do with the the ability to uh, do specific work with those tools. When we started digging in 
and, and looking at it, we started seeing other tools like uh, I believe Talentbin at one point and a, a few others, they don't actually store the profile. They would instead uh, consistently go and pull additional views. So every time you looked up, you know, John Doe, they go and get John Doe's most recent stuff and show it to you. Right. Right. I think that's okay because you're not storing anything in that case. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the key piece. And, and so that's, you know, when you're evaluating these tools, I've been telling the bigger players that are subject to GDPR, ask that question, right? Are they, are they basically refreshing their data set on, on the call? Are you searching through the web through them and then they're bringing it in? Or are they just going ahead and storing some data and then you're accessing somebody else's system of record, right? So it's an interesting play, but, but, but I like these tools. I think that, I think that hire tool and seek out have a lot, have a lot of good things going. Um, and I think as far as LinkedIn recruiter, um, you know, if they're not going to be giving up the email address, you, you, you need to have the recruiter part of it. Because if you're just a decent recruiter, you can probably see enough in the free version or even in the sales navigator version to know if that person's qualified. And then you can use another tool to get their contact information. Yeah. Yeah. You know, candidly. So, all right. So that, so that's what we had for those. So the other ones, what were the other ones we were talking? So you want me to jump in and talk about, um, I'll, I'll talk about Alio. So, uh, it's spelled A-L-L-Y-O. Um, Alio is a bot-based company. I, I spent time with them uh, in person for the first time at, uh, at ERE. Um, very interesting technology. Full disclosure, they're a recent investment for, for the Ronset Innovation Fund who, who invest in, in tools like this. Um, excellent tool. Um, and it's a, it's a bot, but it's, it's a bot that's a full service bot, very similar to what we've seen from something like Olivia um, okay. and with a bunch of big name customers. So they've got like Hilton uh, as, as a customer, they've got uh, Brinker, which has like Chili's and Maggiano's and you know, a bunch of restaurants. So think hospitality, retail, um, high volume sort of things. But what's interesting about them is they're full service recruiting. So from the, so I knew about them because I was at a restaurant with some, with some people. Uh, I was at a Maggiano's and we were, uh, we were walking in and it was a, it was a bunch of uh, people from SourceRite. We had been out together and we, we went to this restaurant. I go online and I, I go at, waiting in line with them and it said text here to apply for a job. Now, whenever I see this, I do it. Um, I'm always intrigued. So I apply for jobs at all sorts of places and, and this time I, pl- I applied for a job at Maggiano's literally and decided to, uh, to go through that process. And before my appetizers were served, I had, um, I had told them where I lived. Uh, they had figured out what store was closest to me, offered me all the available jobs close to me. I picked a job. They screened me for the job that, uh, that was the best match for me. Um, said that I passed the screen, by the way, I would be a very good server, apparently, based on their, based on what I told them my okay. last name was. And, um, so you lied? So you lied? I, completely. I have no experience. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, would, I would be the worst server ever. So uh, I, I go through this whole thing, and they schedule me for an interview. So I've got all this done. Now, the problem is, a couple of weeks later, I get this reminder. 
hey, just a reminder, you got an interview today. <laughs> and and I or interview tomorrow, I think. I, they they gave it was it was a 24-hour reminder or something. So I went in and I said, uh, it said A say right on, I'll see you there. B something else. C, oops, I took another job and uh, and I'm out. I said, got another job, I'm out. Friendly, okay. is that where you're is that where you're serving now? You're <laughs> that's where I am. I, 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 it was actually Applebee's. Applebee's. I'm going to Applebee's. That's that's it. So um, uh, yeah, I took a new, new job at Applebee's. It's good. And then they uh, they said, "Oh, sorry to hear that." And they asked me one more question. I can't remember what it was, but it was sort of a a uh, is there basically should we do something different? Should we do something a different way? Sort of a debrief question. Okay. And then uh, best of luck. See you next time. And that was it. And so the, who the was full the process? That's Alio. That's Ali. Yeah. So the bot at the very top, it said, hi, this is Ali from, from Magianos, right? So um, I was super impressed at the time. And I didn't realize this was back in September, October. So I'm, I talked to these guys over the phone for the first time. They said, yeah, and Magianos is a customer of ours. And I was like, wait a second. I've done this before. And uh, it's really great. So we, I'm just, I just am blown away by how far in the process you can go. Now, what I'll say is the bot is is a lot of artificial, not a lot of intelligence. I think the NLP is is strong. It knows it knows when I don't answer a question, but instead ask my own question. It's smart enough to figure that out, which is really good. A lot of bots can't do that, um, so it's it's able to distinguish between those things. Um, but um, but it's not sort of dialogue driven. It's sort of on the rails, which is exactly what you want in sort of that high volume retail, uh, sort of situation. It's, totally. it's exactly the right thing. And the fact that they've reached as far into the process as they had was, was a surprise to me, a, a happy surprise. I thought it was extraordinary. And, uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with those guys. We'll, we'll use them at some point. So let's talk about another group of services and, and there's two, and I kind of mentioned one earlier, but or there's three that I, that I think makes sense. One is, um, pocket recruiter. Okay. The other is Visage. And then the other one is this way global, but all of a sudden we've got three and I'm sure there are other players and they're all doing the same thing. Okay. Basically saying what's the wreck, right? And you get that over to them one way or the other. Some of them are scraping it. Some of them are, you know, you, you talk to a person, some of them you upload a form. And then what ends up happening is that thing's spidering out into whatever tools. And they're all a little, we don't tell you what tools are being used, but I have a feeling that most of this is just a series of algorithms. They're accessing data sets. And then they're literally serving up 50 to 100 names, phone numbers, email addresses. And... Okay. So we've been testing these guys. Um, I mean, and I mean, I just got, I mean, this is an example. And I actually threw something up, I think, on the the, the not so secret sourcing group on on Facebook that Mm -hmm. has 7,400 members. (laughs) Saw that. Right. But I had asked the question, how long, how long would you expect? Because we got 200 Ruby candidates for a metro area within like two days Mm. and so it's like okay so how long should i expect a sourcing team to bang through that 
Because ah, good question. Right? Because so so if I've got if I if I've got the contact information, and in some cases I've got emails, in some cases I don't. But I know the sourcing teams have got like a higher tool or whatever. Now the question is is how do I hold their feet to the fire, and how long do I give them to process the list? Because the list didn't take long. Right. Right. And so now I'm like, I mean, and, and so guys like you and me are like starting this. I'm starting to struggle a little bit with what's the expectation now? Because normally it's the sourcer that's doing the hunting. Now it's, is that sourcer just cross-referencing and engaging? But I already gave you the lead and the lead only took me 24 hours. Yeah. So could you, um, could you drop them into like a drip marketing campaign, right? And you don't need the sourcer to do a lot of extra stuff. Well, a really clever campaign. Is all three of them. Uh, I, I don't want to speak for a uh, pocket recruiter. I think they do this. But right. I know two of them, they'll automatically drop it into a drip campaign. They'll let you approve whether or not that drip campaign goes out. And then they'll reach out to all those people and wait for responses. And for This Way Global, the response comes back to the recruiter's email box. Hmm. And so it's like, and oh, by the way, of course, you get all the data. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you get the data, which is valuable on its own. And then it's like, you then the emails can go out and then it comes back to your email address. And then the question is, is well, I'm getting these responses. Of, oh, yeah, I'd love to be a Ruby on Rails developer for you in Philadelphia. Nice. Which is bizarre, but so so pocket recruiter was one that's out there. Visage is another, and this way uh, global is a third. But all of a sudden, you got three of those in space. I'm sure there's more. All right, so I ran into a thing called Top Funnel. Have you have you seen this one, Top no. Funnel? Okay, so there's some limitations. It's it's a pretty young tool, super young tool actually. Um, but uh, so it's it's limited to things like. Um, uh, G Suite integrations. I think they're they are about to have Office 365 integration with this. But here's what they do: it's a it's a browser extension, and what happens is when you're on someone's uh, LinkedIn profile, you hit the button on the browser extension, and it brings up the candidate's information, including finding their email, and you save them and you save them to a campaign. Now these campaigns, you you've put some sort of initial um, template together or you've chosen a template to use with this campaign. But what it does is it, it constructs an email that's personalized to that candidate and drops the draft of that email in your drafts box in your in Gmail. So it will personalize it. It'll say, hey, I saw that you, I, I was really interested in your experience when you were working at Accenture and and uh, your Java background. In fact, I worked at Accenture about the same time you did because it will personalize it both with my information and theirs and uh, write a personalized message to them. And uh, it also does campaign-based emails. So you hit send, it goes to them, it's going to, the, to them from your email. Uh, right now it's primarily Gmail. So it's going to you from their Gmail, uh, customized, and will do continuous follow-up uh, until they open or respond. You know who just came out with, I, I could have swore I just saw this. I think Textio just came out with the exact same capability. 
Well, Textio came out with a deal that was a little different, I think. Their, their thing looks like it's, um, it will analyze your email and tell you where you're using jargon or things that, aren't, that won't likely get you responses, but they don't rewrite it. Textio is, is spell check, right? So it's spell check or more, more like grammar check where um, it's, it's saying that when you use this word, it, you're using uh, recruiter jargon. Uh, so uh, when, when you say let's get in contact, uh, it's not, or let's connect, it's not as good as saying uh, call me, right? So things like that are the things that Texio will do, but you still have to go and make those changes. You have to go and, and highlight where grammar check said you did something wrong, decide if you want to make a change and make that change. This thing just writes the email for you, which I think is way better. That's cool. No, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, super, super young in their, in their um, sort of uh, maturity as a, as a company. Mm-hmm. And um, that certainly comes across, you know, they're, they're still, they sort of have their, their MVP product out there right now. They're, they're evolving that right at the moment. But man, if you are on G Suite and you're a sourcer, this seems like a sweet deal for you. I, I would check it out. Top funnel. Top good. funnel. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, and, and yeah, I'm seeing, we're seeing more and more G Suite integration, which I think also means we're going to see a lot more Office 365 integration um, coming down the pipe for a lot of these uh, connection tools. I, I, I can even see, you know, I'm surprised I'm not seeing more of this where the, the Wade Wendy's and the, and, and the Olivia's and so on and those bots haven't been doing more Office 365 and G Suite integration to say, hey, here was the chat that, that we had with this person and it's been woven in to, you know, the email goes to you or it's been woven into uh, the CRM. But I think all that kind of stuff is going to start to come um, as, as this market continues to mature for those types of tools. Yeah, I think that's true. I think yeah. That's absolutely true. Okay, Jason, I think we, we, we went through a bunch of technologies today. And so um, where, where are people going to be able to see you coming up? So if you are in Budapest, you can come and see me there at SourceCon. Uh, that is in the, uh, the, the first week of June. So come out, see me, uh, see the rest of SourceCon too, but mainly there, be, come to see me. Um, and then uh, that is it for, for a short while. Uh, I, all the rest of my travel is is actual work travel uh non-conference related well i'm uh i'm staying put through the through the may june july uh festivities that will be coming up i won't be able to make it out to SourceCon, but i do want to give uh, a shout to the employment branding strategies conference that's coming up in may in san diego part of the gsmi three conference series that i'm a part of um normally we do a talent congress when we're there but i won't be able to do that because i'll be knee deep in my, uh, my studies, uh, in, uh, at NYU. So if you're in New York, the last two weeks of May, uh, let me know when I'm, I'll be at Washington square learning about digital, digital marketing analytics and R and Python and probably drinking a lot. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Do all of those things. Yes. All right. Until next time, I'm Jason Roberts. And I'm Andrew Godomsky. This has been recruiting.technology. Thanks everybody. (laughs) 